0: Today's Dab's Dab hey. Okay. And we left trying to understand how we know that uh, Eser Tfachim, once you get to 10 high to Roshuk, if has all the various implications regarding the Chitz and Shabbos. So, and we initially tried to learn it, if you recall, from the, uh, the I wouldn't say the Aaron, but above the Mibbenakubim, right? Like above the Kaporet. And then we said the Aaron was was it Chetzi, was which together made nine Fachim plus one Kaporet, and that's to 10. Okay, however, when you said that it doesn't work like Lucale Alma, this is how we had ended the show yesterday, because not everyone agrees that the aman of the kalim basically actually was six Some say it's five, and if it's five, it's going to be too short. So here we see another uh, understanding. So Rabbiaku Barach said as follows: Amad Yanai and Rabbi Shimon Yotz So these are two different right? Damurai they say Khad Yalitla, one of them learns it from the Aaron, like we have thus far. Yalitla learns it from the wagons. Meaning the assumption here, the wagons that used to carry the parts of the Mishkan, they were tentfachim, we're assuming so. That would be defined as Roshul Yachid. And they used to take it from the wagon to the Roshul Sarabim and back again. Okay, that's how we understand that. And then we learn from that tentfachim. Okay, but we'll see why how that works in a minute. However, the the issue that the Gemara first tries to address is, (laughs) we're not sure who learned from which. Rabbianai, Rabshim, Wetzedech, who learned from the Ayelot and who learned from the Aaron. So Mistavra makes sense to debate Rabbianai, Yalafimina Aaron. It makes sense it was Beit Rabbianai that learned from the Aaron. Why? Debate Yannai, if you recall yesterday, debate Rabbi Yannai, Amrin Vakaparatefa. you go up uh, probably about 20 lines from where we were, it was Rabbianai that was a person who, uh, sorry, the Amora, that. Explained that the kaporet was a tefach to bring the aron plus a kaporet up to ten tefachim hai. So the fact that it was seemed to be Rabbi Yanai was using that to explain the ten tefachim. I must mean that he learns it from the aron. That's the assumption. Okay, fine. Now, Rabzira Zira by asks the following question: How do we know that Galop themselves were ten tefachim high? And the um, the gemara then continues: Even if you want to say they were ten tefachim meaning according to the Pnei Moshe, means even if you got that that was gemirila, meaning that's how we learned that's a tradition that they were that was we just knew they were Tent Fahim High. Still, how does that prove that that's a Rosh Because when it says Eglot Sab, it says that it was Kamin Kamar Hayu. Now, what's this uh what's Kimimrasa? This is Kamastra. There are there um there are two ways to understand this. Well, oh, I think there's more actually. But one understanding, like see Panemosha and Korban Eidah is that it had like a covering over it. Okay? So it wasn't like and therefore the Krashim, the beams which the wagons carry were going in from the side. And you'll see why in a point that's going to be a problem, because it makes it like a chor, not a, and we're interested in not a thhor or yah, well see, that's a two different ways of understanding the Eidah and panemosha. But we're interested in terms of a tel, meaning a mound, that a box that's ten tefachim high from the ground. Sorry, ten tefachim tall is how do I? When it's got no mechitzah around it or anything, is that considered a richos hayachid? How do I know that? And we're meant to learn that from Nagalot. Nagalot didn't seem to resemble that structure. What's interesting, Rab Chaim says, is that it's a kamin teva mukufot mechitzah, which sounds like. I could be wrong here, but it sounds like Reb Chaim understands that, it, that it's not that it had a covering, but it was almost like it had mechitzah around it at the top. Okay. Um, so like a railing at the top of these agalot. Um, and so therefore the Gemara says, Ilu Gavoa Arba. If I had a, a hole in Rushusarabim and you've got Mechizot Baham Sheno and Asul ishmi tohulus rab uh, don't we already know that it's asul to carry from one to the other? In other words, going to Chaim, if it's got a railing on the top, it's no different to a hole in Rosh Hashanah. and that's not our question. We know if there's a hole and it has a Hashem Mechitzon around it, then obviously it's, Rosh Hashim, if it's ten to pathim deep. The question is, that mound, just a simple tell or a box, that doesn't have railings at the top. Okay, that would be Reb Chaim's. However, according to other opinions, you're saying you're dealing with a Chor. Meaning, again, Korom An'ed that says this is talking about a covering, and we're slotting the Krasim in the sides of it. Again, I'm bringing all the Persians today for some reason. But anyway, but slotting the sides of it, that would be, there's two ways to understand it. According to, um, according to, I think to Pay Moshe, he says, obviously it's Asul, because it's a chor, berushus, like Bereshus Ayachid. And we know that. But the question is, again, we want to know about this mound. Whereas Kormoneda says it would actually be, he changes the girsa that, um, that Shema Enum Mutar, meaning not shema inu asur, b'shem mutar, meaning he says that would look like a horbushu sarabim, and it should be mutar. So therefore, what are we talking about? Ela b'shashu meaning at the time where they would transfer the beams from one agala to the other, then it was all open and exposed. In other words, the Kula alma, either and penamosha, the covering, the, the dome, if you like, was taken off, or according, if you like the way I've understood the Reb Chaim, it seems to be the sides were taken down, and therefore it had it resembled our exact question. Our exact question being, if I've just got a, a box ten, that's ten tophachim tall, how do I know that that's considered Rosh Um And we see quite clearly here that we can learn it from the Agalot, because there was times when there were transfer beams from one to the next that it resembled that structure. Okay, fine. Now, the Gemara talk, now talks about the fact that we have shneem Shneim, uh, this is where, if you recall, where one puts his hand, say, in uh, the ani puts his hand in the asher say puts something into the ani's hand, and then he pulls and the ani pulls it out. Okay, because the asher did akira, sorry, Balabai did akira, and ani did hanach when he took it outside. And there were three other cases similar to that. So Rabbi Yaakov bar Acha b'shem Cheske says says said, said, and Rabbanan actually said it with b'shem Rabbi Yochanan misham Shnaim shasul malach Sorry, misham shneim That is because both of them are doing with the one Malacha. One did Akira, and one did Hanacha. Now we have a different question. Rav Sha'al L'Rebi, Natan lo What happens if someone, you're standing in Rosh Hashihach, someone else puts a load on the individual's shoulder, and then he walks outside. Okay? Is that the same as when the Ani put his hands inside the Rosh and it was loaded, on, loaded onto his hand, and then if you like, and then he pulled the hand outside. In other words, the assumption is if you want to say the same thing, then you're saying the fact that my body is moving would not be make it like I've, I've uplifted, I've taken the out of the ground. That's if you say the same thing. I mean, because someone else did that kira and put it on my back or put it onto the Ani's hand and then it transitioned outside that, then you'd be part, of the, just like the Mishim, you'd be part, of it, you'd be part of it in that case as well. However, that's on the case. So um, that, so, the, so the Gemara continues, which means the second round or second cycle. I'm not sure how to explain this, but there was some sort of second time they learnt, if you like, the Maasekta Shabbos. It says, "Amar yeah. No He said, the the, the, um, the um, Rebbe said to them, "No." That's actually a different case. If it's put on your shoulder and you walk outside, it's not the same as the Ani sticking his hand in and the balabai putting something to his hand. Why? So this is a different way to understand it now. In other words, Akira Kufo is like Akira Kufo. Okay? So, but then, therefore, if it's put on your shoulders and then you walk outside, it's if you did Akira. Why in the case of the Ani, if he stuck his hands inside, is he patur? Because we say, like we was like this Rebbi that we made reference to yesterday, that the Yador Bato Gufo Garir. That it follows like his body, so it's not as if you did it's not as if the gufo did Akira inside that Rushiachid, because it goes Batar Gufo. Okay? That's very important because there's two ways to understand exactly what's Mekhay view. So in other words, if we say because it again Rebbe says it's not unlike Rebbe Yochanan yesterday where we had this uh the like heated debate who says so no, it's paculto no because akira it goes akagofo fine um but um and therefore, it's not as if your body did akira but normally akira it could because again you need either your hand picks it up or your body simply by walking out would be considered akira that's why if it's loaded on your shoulder it says yakhir but the hand is different yes and the body is essentially the feet well, well it, in the case the of the body is standing outside correct so, or, or you're saying the guy who's standing inside got loaded. Yes. The fact, Akira Kufor, when he starts walking to go out, that's as if he picked up the chefetz, if he, if he was loaded on his shoulder. Okay? So that's the difference between the two cases. Now, because we've done this, we go back to that question we had yesterday, the Rebbe Yochanan asked. If you recall, we said the person standing in Rosh and he throws it and catches in Rosh Hashanah. Okay? And then he, might, then he brings it back. So yesterday, Rabbi Yochanan was asking the question. What was the question? Because we said the Yad Yad Yados battle Roshuto, and the question was, yes, it would, it's like it landed there, but we like split the single body. According to Rabbi, yesterday it wasn't even a question because he says that the Yado is battle Gufo Gari, and it says it didn't even reach there. Okay, but that was under the assumption that Akira kufo is Lo Akira happens, meaning. That was under the assumption we had in the beginning that you could have a, a alignment of the case of the person being loaded on his back and walking out in the hand. Meaning, the fact that the fact that I'm walking with it or my hand is transitioning with it, it's not considered akira. However, now that we're saying no, the rationale of the mission according to Rebi as well is what that no akira gufo is kaakira tchevetz. Okay, the fact that I'm moving with it. There was an Akira, it's just that. Why is the Mishnah Pater? It's just because the hand went past the body. It was part of the body in the case of Amin. Now I've got a question. Because now what happens, I've thrown it. I've got an Akira. I've got Akira, tafes. it's now throwing and I catch it and I bring it back. According to Rebbe, we almost like re the question. So again, when we dealt with this case yesterday, it was under a whole batch of different assumptions within Shitta Rabbi Yochanan, also it will seem to be partial according to Rabbi, and now since we've, the, we're we working, we're revisiting Shita Rabbi, this is what Rabbi Chaim explains, based on a different set of assumptions, What the then? So the Gemara says, below Rabbi, you're asking according to Rabbi, the Rabbi avad avir but what are you talking about? Rebi is of the opinion that the avir is like the mamash, meaning as soon as kluta kamishu dami, as soon as it hits the airspace, if, it, as if it hit the ground. So if I'm standing with Shusar Rabbi going to Rabbi, and I throw it in before it reaches my hand, it's if it rested in Roshul isn't it? Because it's kluta So you don't even have a question. So what are you even asking the question? Of course you're going to be Chayev. I don't care about the hand, but it doesn't, it's irrelevant, because before it even reaches a hand, it's as if it rested in Be Sayachid. So the Gemara says, um, uh, one second, one second, so lot zerucha dala. You know, there's only one leader except Ella. Now, the question is not where he was standing, Rosh Hashanah in for Rosh Hashanah, because it's true according to Rabbi as to commission it hits Rosh Hashanah, it landed. There. However, the question is, no, you were standing in Rosh Hashanah and you threw it out and caught it in Rosh Hashanah. Because according to Rabbi, this is important. Bar Rosh Rabin, we don't say to commission there. Okay, so we say eskhartani. The Rebbe Potter Ad Shasha that we find in hatana that says no, he'd be Potter until it actually rests on the ground. And the understanding here, um, I'll show you uh, Reb Chaim. Um, he says um, here that Omasik um, the de Bemet Rebbe Potter Ad Shana Noach Hanacha. In other words, because Kivan Do Bata Gufo Basically, that in other words, Rebbe is rock solid in this understanding that since gufo bata it gufo sorry the yado batar gufo goes batar gufo meaning it's as if when you throw it from the geniachid into the rabbin if it lands in his hand it's really as if it hasn't left the Rush Yachid. Okay? Unless it landed on the ground and then you'd be in trouble. Okay, fine. Now the Gemara says Amrav avun rebi ben azai verbi kiva shloshtan amru Echad they all hold this idea of so, Rebbe, we just saw Abad avir mechitzot k'mechitzot and He says the avir mechitzot, meaning the space within a ruchashiyachid, is if it's as if it is considered. If you, if the object in the space is if it's landed there, okay. Ben Azai, avad avir caramelit k'mamasha. We saw the debate between Ben Azay and Chachamim. If you recall, and according to one opinion, the debate was if you threw it from ruchashiyachid over the caramelit into Rabim. and according to Chachamim we said with Chayev, and according to one understanding, Ben-Azizah said, you should be part of that. Why? Because karmelit Kamamashah, the Shittudah said, that um, that the, uh, the, avir of, uh, the Avir of the Carmelit, is as if it's landed in the Carmelit, like Kamisha Chadami, It's if it rested there. And the final one is Rabbi Akiva, because Rabbi G'avad, Avir Roshu Sarabim, Kamamashah, and Rabbi Akiva is even more, like even more extreme, if you like, that he holds even the Avir Roshu unlike Rebi. The even Roshu Sarabim is Kamamashah, because that's the debate, if someone throws for, across the street, from his ruchoti yachid over ruchos rabin below, ten from the ground, so scoots it across ruchos rabin over the airspace and lands ruchoti yachid. According to the debate between Rabbi Akiva and Chachamim. Rabbi Akiva there says he's chayav because klutuk k'mishul even in ruchos rabin. There are four different rishiyot leshabbat. Now this is not going to be what you expect, and it begins as follows. Rabbi ruchoti yachid we know ruchos rabin we also know the Caramelit, we kind of addressed, and the final one. You, you're probably expecting to read the words of ma'kom patur because that's how you're more familiar with it. But here it says ma'vocha and which are small alleyways that are that um, that are like a dead end at the end, not mufulash. Okay. Now, why are we mentioning that? You'll see why soon. Uh, in a nutshell, because you can. You, this is like a shared space that if you make a eruv or in this case you can carry it. That's why it's used as a distinct mentioned as a, a distinct sort of category of small oh. Smaller surprise, but fine. Let's continue. What's Ezur Roshotziyachim? What's a Roshotziyachim? That's Charitz, either a ditchu Asarav or a It's either ten deep and four wide. Or the hu gavua asarav or Or an area that is fenced off, that is again, fenced off by a fence that is four, uh, the, four, like ten, 10 high. And again, four, the space four wide, 4. Five, four. So zero Roshotziyachim That's considered Roshotziyachim derais. Ezur Roshotziyachim Gemura. What's a Roshot, Roshot Haravim Istartia or Faltia. So is a is a Mesila It's like a highway if you want to call it that. Or Paltia is a big area, Rakavashel says. The people it's like a big open air market space type of thing where everyone gathers. So in so in Yiddish, in Yiddish it's platz. Platz is a is a kikar, platya, okay. and a is, is autostrada. Yeah, okay, fine. I hear that. Very good. Okay. Um, and the next one is Umidbar. Uh, interestingly, uh, probably talking about in the times of the basic Yiddish when they, so times of when they were in the midbar, as opposed to normal midbar which is normally a uh, karmelit. I'm assuming this um, fine. I haven't seen anyone comment on that, but let's uh, let's continue. And then we've also got Umuvot Mufulashim. and these are streets, if you like, that are open at both ends. Okay, let's continue. You cannot carry from take from object from Umuvot you can't take Rosh Rabin. And this is what we've been discussing. This is the, the, the Malach of Chotza'ah. So, Chotza'ah and Achnasah. Vimotzi, if you did so, or you brought it back in. Vashog, if you did it by mistake, you'd be chayed Chatak, as the Raisa. And if you did Bemezid and you weren't warned, you'd be chayed Karet. And if you were warned appropriately, the punishment is Skila. It's a capital offense. Chara Motzi, Chara whether you are uh, walking it in, walking it out. So, you bring it in, bring it out. Moshit. If you're handing it across, we'll talk about Moshit later on. We're talking about the balconies and the like coming up soon because that's what they did by the Agalot. Va Zorek, or if someone throws as well. This is all manners of Potzaah, like the Toladot. Now Yam, which is an ocean, or Bika, because like a a, um, a a valley or a plain. The istava, we'll discuss in istava soon. The istava here is, Ruhayim explains, it's a makom This is the area in front of the shops. So people will just sort of sit there, all they socharim. So it's not a public thoroughfare, but it's still an open shared space. The skupa is our threshold of the house. And a karmelit. Now, what do you mean, and a carmelit? All these things are karmelit. So the Gemara is going to explain why i mentioned mentioning mention the word karmelit again, because it has a kasha, I'll explain soon. So enam, they're not roshos and they're not roshos They're neither. This is a karmelit. The you cannot carry within them, so dalad amot within just like you cannot carry for Daladamot. for Nasava Bahem if you did so, then you'd be patur, because it's a isur derabanan to do so. So Amraviosef yosef anan taninan kulun. You know, we've got mission to support every single one of these. Why? First let's look at Yam. The tanin and Taman, we'll learn that later in another mission but if someone throws in the ocean for Amot, then he's Patur. And loss of the bar arba ba No matter even if you threw the whole coin the whole length of the yam, you'd still be patur. Why shakol hayam nikra The whole ocean is considered like a caramelet. Now what's interesting, Reb Chaim says here, what do you mean loss of the It doesn't just mean carrying within it, but even if you throw from a into the yam and or, or back, that would also be patur. Okay. Bika. So that's a proof that what the yam is a caramelet. Next is a bika. Datanina abika tachama, this is plain during the summer season. The mufarajim here explained that there's there's no, nothing being planned, There's no Zraim, she'im boz ra'im. Then it's rishus seyached of Shabbos and the Sarabim latuma. And it's important to understand there's different rishus seyached for or the rishiyot for tuma and Shabbos. Shabbos has got to do with the dinim of carrying, okay? But with um with tuma, it's got to do with the Inyan of Sveikot. because we say we learn this all from sota, so. When it comes to and it meaning, just with with a sotta where what happened? A woman's forewarned against being seclusion with another man. She's found, she's witnessing seclusion with this person. We don't know what happened, but we make an assumption that something did happen until it's clarified in the base of We can take the base of to clarify it with the whole process of sota. So we see that a safek tum, if you like, We assume it's tameh. Okay, so that's what we have. That, but we learn it from sota. That means if you've got a safek tumah in Rosh arabim in an exposed place. The Diniz is Tahor. So, but it's not, it's not the same as Yachid and Rabbin like we have in the laws of, of Shabbos, where it's defined by walls and fences and a thoroughfare. It's got to do with is this a place of seclusion or not? Okay. So, since, since, um, ha Chama, sorry, but in the Kayitz, what happens is people walk through these fields and the like. It was frequented by people. Therefore, it's considered Shus'a Rabbin Fatuma. Okay. Habbi Geshamim, it's Rushutti Lakan In the wintertime, think about Perish as always because it's all rainy and muddy or because there's things growing there, then it wasn't used as a thorough, it's for Shabbos and for Tumah as well. So again, in that case, Safik Tumma would be Lakumra. Okay. So Imamer at Rushhuta Yahid Lakan Lakan. So what does it mean Rushut If you say it means Mamash Rushhuta so it's really like a, a, a private domain even for Shabbos, we say then you wouldn't need any tapa Mahlay to carry there. That. but that's just not true because we know that because we're learning the first from Mishnayas in de Uruvin, It talks about this bika. The, the people are traveling by caravan. if when they stop there, what they can do in a Bikah, they can make a makeshift wall. So therefore, you quite clearly see that a bika doesn't really mean and actually means a caramelit So that's proof. That's that's for proof for case number two. Now istava, this is the error we said in front of the nechanuyot. Um, the bridges. That underneath it I'm a full hash, so you can walk straight away through underneath it. You can metal underneath the Mishabas Kantrabihudu. Why? Because he says the Pitik both sides. So then you've got our mechitz considered underneath this bridge. The chakamim, however, osrim. How do we learn from here? What does it mean, Osrim? The fact that it doesn't say it is Chayev, but it says osrim means it's asudurabaran to carry there. So you see an area that is used as a thoroughfare. That doesn't have the status of Rushus Rabim, like like under this Kisharim, like this Istava, um, there is uh, you know areas that people would frequent there, albeit not comfortably. Um, we say that it is a Rosh Rushusha, is a karmlit. I'll just read Reb Chaim here. Um here, where is it? Because I'm gonna show you. Khalim says, since it's not a proper thoroughfare, right? Who caramelit? It's like caramelit. The afagabalit, despite the fact has no mechitzov. Buadin, so to the istav. Just like the istav, it's not like a proper, comfortable thoroughfare. It's a place where people sort of gathered, so too, much like a bridge, and we say that it is um it is a caramelit. Now, iskupa, iskupa is we said, is that that uh, threshold of a house, like the step in front of the house. So the Taninan hamotzi ochlim. And how do we know that's has it a to of a caramelit? Because this is a ochlim. If someone takes our food and is and he pays on this kupa Chazar Chazar whether he himself took it from the Skupa and took it to Rosh Hashanah Rabin, or somebody else did it, be patur. Why shloasana mach malachah beval Because he didn't do the full malach of taking it from the Yachid to Rabim in one go. Ah, you see. By the way, the fact that he uses space station in between and his patur means it's not a Rosh Hashanah Yachid and it's not a Rosh Hashanah Rabin either. It must mean it's a carmelated. Hi, Masam Malach beval dechad. Uh, so let's just continue that that um, that uh, Mishnah. It says, but if he did it. In one go, the Gemara is Medaikia, he would be Chayiv and Ben azai as we saw previously, said that Afilu Im asa even if he did go do it in one go, it'd be or if you remember, because Ben azai says, as you're walking, it's as if you've put it down. Okay, so despite the fact you did in one go, that was a debate we saw previously. Next, Carmelit. What's this Lashon of Carmelit? Tani Rabchia Carmal is Rach Maleh, meaning this is regarding a type of grain like that it's rach and male. Ainu lach, <laughs> it's not moist, and they yavesh. So it's like a, in the immediate stage. So hacha, ainu lo reshuse rabim, lo So we use that same language of karmal to apply to reshut, to show it's nishtihir, nishtihir. If you want to... Sorry? Uh, I, that was my attempt at Yiddish uh, here. Um, anyway, ela, 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 rather, it's a karmalet. Now, I just want to share something important because I saw it recently in the Malbim. When you have this content of Gemara of a notrikon, it's actually, uh, this is how I understood it from the Malbin. It's actually the Gemara solving Akasha. Why? Because I'm not sure if you've seen uh, the, the Malbin in, 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 uh, in the introduction to Sifra. As you go through the Sifra, he talks about, um, he, he explains how Chazal understand It's incredible, incredible, uh, uh, enough said. But what he says is all words in Hebrew, in Lashon HaKodesh, either have a two-letter or three-letter Shoresh. As soon as you have a word like, for example, this, Kamal, it's a four-letter shorash. it's Akasha. Where does this word come from? So that's why the Gemara now says, oh, I'm solving this kasha for you. It's a notrikon. It's a combination of two words together, and that's how we can understand it fits in the Nashona Kodesh, okay? Which is, I think is an interesting grammatical way, because I never understood that way. I thought it was just like a language game, but he says, no, it's actually dealing with a, a grammatical problem that the Gemara is addressing, okay? Where's the Um, I'll try and find it for you. It was on the Sifra <laughs> on... I'll send in the WhatsApp group because it came up a couple of weeks ago. Uh, anyway, so esol karamlit. So what's a karamlit? So Raviyasa b'shem Raviyochanan says koko hanutei debar yustnai yustini yustnai. I think it is um, that uh, this is like the outside of the hanot where people used to gather there as well. So fine. Chatsar sherabim molvot shenu mufolashol. If you've got a chatsar of rabim, meaning a shared courtyard, this is the category number four. Or that are and uh, dead end alleyways. So that that's another definition of Rashut. Because Im if you form an Eruf Chatzer for the Khatzer or a Shitov Mavoi for the, this Mavoi, then Mutaram you can carry them love, if not, then they asurim. Now just to explain this outside, this is really a discussion for Eruvin. I know we've got a little bit to do still, but um, really this chhatzer is the Rushutha ayachid, even if it's shared by Rabbi Doraita. However, uh, why did the Chachamim require Erev HaTzerot? The problem was, is that people say, look, this is a shared space, and I can carry in this shared space. I mean, lots of people using this shared courtyard. And what's the difference between here and outside on the street? It's also a shared space. So therefore, Chachamim made this of Erev Chatzirot, to ensure that people don't mix up these areas with a real Rosh Hashanah. So understand the difference between the two. So you can't carry without doing this Erev HaTzerot. Now Erev Chatzirot, it says, everyone comes together, um, they combine for they put food from all the houses in a single house and they mishtatef together in that way. And when Shiotov Mavoi, it's all the Chatzerot themselves, Mishtatef with one chatzer. Just to explain, I'm not sure if I explained the um the geography. This is really an irrelevant topic, but the way they built the house, you had the main road, you had a mavoyan alleyway onto which there were many chatzerot connected, and in each chatzer with many houses. Okay, that's sort of the uh if you like the geography there. Okay, let's continue. So Reb Zira B'Shem Yehuda said, Reb Yehuda says, uh, so Reb Zira said B'Shem Reb Yehuda, and that's um, Reb Zira, with the Aleph here, said, B'shem Hanina, B'shem Hanina, says B'Shem Reb Chanina, B'Shem Reb Chanina, says Simtiot Sheben Amudim Nodim Karamlit. Now Simtiot seem to be, I'll read Reb Chaim here, he says, Amudim Sheetzal HaRachava, so you've got these pillars by this big Rehava area, and the merchants used to hang their wares on these poles. And that pathway between these pillars, that's a symptote, these sort of Dirachim. Despite the fact many people walk there, since it's not a such a comfortable thoroughfare to go through, yes, people walk in those areas between Amudim, but it's not like a general traffic, if you'd like. There also have the Din of a Caramelit. That's where you sometimes see these Inyanim that can you have within a Rosh Hashanah Rabbi himself, areas on the side that actually have a Din of a Caramelit, even though there, there's no walls or anything dividing between the two. Okay, let's continue. Bar said, So you know these old excavations and sites. You've got these big pillars, and there are prachim, little twirly decorative pieces. So at the top, and it can also be at the bottom. So there, They can sit like a caramelid. So uh, So according to the Korban Endapanim they're saying no. Those prachim are only considered a caramelit, that area if they are three tvachim high, otherwise a battle of karaka. Riukhaj says quite the opposite. He says that if they're three tvachim high, then the, anything that's three twachim high off the ground is considered a caramelit. It's 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 um it's disrupting the the, the traffic. So the khirusha then the of this uh, this teaching is Davka the only if it even if it's less. So he says quite differently. But let's continue. Uh uh sorry, okay. Chia berei Dirav, Kol <laughs> ma'akev dar uh, uh, dar sebrishos Rabin, Any um, any anything that uh, drissa. That's it makes more sense when I mean, you. I got the shino girsav drissa. It's easier to read that way. Kol ma'akev drissa brishos rabim. Anything that that interrupts the flow of traffic and walking brishos <laughs> rabim is considered a carpet. So rabban dekisr and amr and they say afilu kotzim afilu shukher. Even talking about thorns in the way, or, or glass, shattered glass in the area, that would also make the area like a caramelid. And now it's and this is this is teaching you that even if it wasn't three t'fachim high, since these, despite the fact that it's normally we say things are disrupted in Rosh Rabi, considered only if the three t'fachim high here, it doesn't have to be three Tfachim high, right? Because um these things disrupt traffic anyway. The Yossi, Yossi sorry, Iskupa amru what is Iskupa we said is a caramelid? So The Gemara says now clearly. Rabbi Yosef says, has to be talking about Rachava Arba Veinogva Asara. Has to be, it has to be, has to four wide and not ten high. Because in teimagvva if he says ten tefachim high veRachava Arba. Well, then shulbefenatzmahu. It's a It's not considered karmelin. In teimagvva if you're saying if you're saying it's ten high, high veEinor Rachava Arba and it's not four wide. Well, that's how did we saw this case previously? How did how did the mar? Uh Ravasi, Ravasi. Kanena You've got a stick stucking in sticking in the ground And it's ten high. The place above it is what? It's a paturu. he says. it's muta. Muta lakan lakan. You can take from, from on top of that stick to the Rushus or and back, or you can take Rush Yahid to that stick and back, but you can't build. You can't use it to hop from Rush Yahid into Rushus okay? that's what he said before. So Elo, so how do we have this iskupa? It happens to be defined as a karmlit, Ella must be It must be that it's it's uh Sha'in arba asara. Now, this is funny it should be it should be arba asara. has to be four wide and not ten tall. In other words, Rukhaim says exactly that That's all the Kentuckar, also the Korban editor says that because you have to say it that way, because if it's not Rachaba Arba, then you're dealing with a different type of ritual altogether. All right, so it has to be it's rachava arbaa v'lo gavoha Okay, etc. call tom, have a good day, everybody.